Soon after the death of Chris Hodges, a media circus exploded around the circumstances of his death. For a month at least, it seemed like all anybody wanted to talk about was Chris Hodges, how he died, and why he lied about everything. It began simply enough, with an article in the Leon High School yearbook and exploded into talk shows, a television movie, several television specials, talk radio, internet chat rooms, web pages, and, at the extreme, a cult based on Chris Hodges' suicide. Newspaper, magazine, and internet readers all got a chance to glimpse into the private life of not only Chris Hodges, but the entire Hodges family. Among the numerous items that made it into the media or online are the suicide note, DMV and IRS records of the entire Hodges family, Chris Hodges' psychological profile, complete work histories and performance reviews of both of Chris's parents, and portions of Chris's literary work and diary. In an effort to recreate some of the hype that surrounded the death of Chris Hodges, I've included a few of the many Chris Hodges-related articles, stories, rumors, and websites that I found through hours of exhaustive research. The accuracy of much of what is in these excerpts is highly questionable, but I felt it was important to include them in order to give the reader insight into the hype that followed the death. From the 1998 Leon High School yearbook, this article was written by Brad Dexter, Chris's co-captain on the 1998 state championship football team and a good friend of Chris's. Whenever friendships end, a tragedy occurs. This is even more tragic when a friendship ends because of the death of a friend. A tragedy occurred on March 15, 1998, when Chris Hodges left us. Chris was more than just a friend. He was a great person, star football and baseball player, the top of his class academically, and a truly nice person. Most of us will remember Chris as the most popular guy on campus when he was at Leon High School. And most of us will remember that he truly deserved to be the most popular guy on campus. He was courteous to everyone, teachers, students, friends, unpopular kids. Chris always had a nice word for everyone. When we think of Chris, let us not think about the loss of a friend or what would have surely been an amazing future for Leon High's top student. Let's think about the good times that we had together and the bright light Chris was in all our lives. Go Lions! Brad Dexter. Here is a newspaper clipping dated March 31st, 1998. It concerns the questions about Chris's suicide and is the first published account of the letter Chris left behind. Title, Hodge's death leaves many questions. Authorities are silent in matters related to the death of Leon High School senior Chris Hodges, but they are the only ones silent. Rumors, accusations, and falsehoods surrounding the death of the 17-year-old football captain have been spreading through Tallahassee since Hodge's death on March 15th. Many of the rumors and accusations questioned the veracity of the story told by police and Hodges' family. These questions come in light of the suicide letter left by Hodges, which was anonymously leaked to the press and public via the internet. Among the more wild rumors are that Hodges' suicide wasn't really a suicide, but rather a murder, variously committed by rival football players, drug dealers, or, in the extreme, his parents. Another popular rumor is that Hodges killed himself as part of some sort of pact related to a local satanic cult, the Order of the Black Ram. So far, no evidence to support any of these charges has surfaced. For the Tallahassee Democrat, I'm Glenn Thompson. Apparently, the writer of the article, Glenn Thompson, 
had attempted to get authorities to answer his questions relating to Chris's suicide, but to little or no avail. Information was kept very tightly after the leak of the suicide letter. This article was the only mention in the entire Chris Hodges drama of the Order of the Black Ram, a mysterious and long-hated cult of devil worship based in Tallahassee. Another clipping, this one dated June 17th, concerns a strange phenomenon, the growing group of followers Chris Hodges found in death. This is the first known account of the group, who would later be known as the Disciples of Chris Hodges, that I was able to find in my many hours of research on the subject. Title, New Twist in Hodges' Suicide, T-Shirts? A bizarre new twist to the suicide tale of high school quarterback Chris Hodges is the appearance throughout the state of Florida of T-Shirts bearing Hodges' likeness. The all-state signal caller for Leon High School committed suicide March 15th. A media and community circus has surrounded the circumstances of Hodges' death ever since. This has culminated in the recent sightings of the Hodges t-shirts from Tallahassee to Orlando to Miami. A black and white blow-up of Hodges' face covers the entire front of the shirt, and the slogan, What Happened?, appears across the back. No labels are to be found on the t-shirt, and no manufacturer has been found to date. Most of the people wearing the shirts are teenagers, and questioning yields little more than, I got it from a friend. The Hodges family had no comment. For the Tallahassee Democrat, I'm Glenn Thompson. Here, Thompson touches on the fact that many Leon High School students took up the Chris Hodges suicide story as sort of a crusade, unlike anything I have ever seen in my extensive studies of teenage behavior. Students began wearing the shirt soon after Chris's death, and they began to spread across the state of Florida and eventually into the neighboring states of Georgia, Alabama, and on into Louisiana. Chris soon became a cult idol. The darker side of Chris Hodges' experience included numerous jokes, many of the tasteless variety. To show all aspects of the story, I've included a number of them here for your listening. This list first appeared on approximately June 8th, and several others followed. Truly tasteless Chris Hodges jokes. What do Chris Hodges and Michelangelo have in common? They both use their brains to paint the ceiling. <laughs> What's red and gray and hanging on the wall? Chris Hodges' brain. <laughs> What was the last thing to go through Chris Hodges' mind? A bullet. <laughs> what did Chris Hodges drink before he died? A couple of shots. <laughs> what color Chris Hodges' eyes? Blue. One blue this way and one blue the other. What's the difference between Chris Hodges and a fresh mug of beer? The bear still looks good after you blow its head off. How's Chris Hodges gather his thoughts? With a shovel. What's going through Chris Hodges' head when he died? His tape. Obviously, the jokes are unfunny and in poor taste. In fact, they aren't even original. Many of the same jokes were told about Kurt Cobain and numerous other suicide cases. The jokes are recycled anytime anyone of notoriety commits suicide by gun. Chris was just the latest in a long line of punchlines. And here is an excerpt from the Chris Hodges Was Murdered website. This represents the more extremist feeling related to Chris and his mysterious death. From the Chris Hodges Was Murdered webpage, Excerpt from the page called The Truth, attributed to the ghost of Chris Hodges. 
as I have already mentioned, I was murdered. They all had a part in it. My parents, the teachers and administrators of Leon High School, especially Principal Walker and Coach Lynch, the government, the communists, and the military-industrial complex. They all wanted me dead and threatened to do so for many years. So many years that I can't count them all. They knew that I knew the truth about the plot. The plot that inundates the American people with faulty technology. Faulty for us, that is. It always worked perfectly for them. They knew everything you did, everything you said, everything you were gonna do or say. They followed you and tracked you like you were some wild animal on wild kingdom. Let me do a They could follow you by the magnetic strips in the money or by the magnetic strips on your ID or your credit card. Whatever you did, they could hear. Every nickel, dime, quarter, and penny held a radio transmitter that could hear everything you said. Then they fed it into computer and bingo instant record of everything you've ever did. But I found out about their plot, and they couldn't let me live. So they killed me, and made it look like suicide. Also, obviously, Chris didn't write the words included on the website. In fact, the writing style and punctuation is unlike anything Chris would have done. He was a very intelligent and grammatically solid writer who, in my opinion, had writing skills well above those of his classmates, and far far above the writing ability of the author of this piece. This is an excerpt from the television movie The Chris Hodges Story, starring Henry Thomas as Chris and Kelly Martin as Tracy Reed. The following is from a climactic but fictionalized scene in the movie. It was imagined and written for the movie by screenwriter Ike Krull. So what are you telling me, Chris? Are we breaking up? I don't know, Tracy. I mean, I don't want to break up with you. I don't know what I want. I just don't think I can handle this anymore. Talk to me, Chris. What's wrong? Can't you let me help you? I don't think you can. I don't think anybody can. I'm beyond help. I'm beyond redemption. How can you say that, Chris? Everything is so great for you, for us. That's a joke. If you only knew. If you only knew. I can't know unless you tell me. Then I guess you'll never know. The character of Chris in this movie was referring to the events that led to his decision to commit suicide. They are, however, fictional. The real Tracy Reed said that no such conversation ever took place. Seven months after Chris's suicide, there were still so many rumors surrounding Chris Hodges' story and so many falsehoods being spread about his family, Robert and Mary Hodges appeared on the Billy Jesse Leonardo show in order to clear the air. Things quickly degenerated into bickering and fighting amongst the recently divorced couple. I will note, for the record, that the footage of the episode of the Billy Jesse Leonardo show that the Hodges appeared on was too expensive to license for this podcast, so I recreated it through meetings and phone calls with the participants. Hello, and welcome back, everyone. We are back live with the Billy Jesse Leonardo show, the choosy people's choice, and we are here talking to the parents of tragic superstar all-American idol Chris Hodges. So, Marion Roberts... Tell us how you felt about your son's death. I was sick. I couldn't believe he had done it. The worst was when we found the letter. How did you feel when you read the letter? I couldn't understand it. I felt betrayed that my own son could write those things. 
I cried. I didn't care about the letter, really. All I, all I could think about was that my baby, my baby was gone. And all he could think about was what people were going to think. That is such bullshit. I was sad for my son, and uh, I couldn't understand why he would want to write such lies. You didn't care at all about Chris. You never did. And that's why he killed himself. He killed himself because his mother was a You... Uh, obviously... I can't believe... Obviously, this whole situation was very difficult for the two of you. Especially having to deal with it while still living with her. You motherfucker. <laughs> if you were a real father, you wouldn't have let this happen. Wasn't long after that that we were divorced. Well, folks, we've seen a lot of heartbreaking moments in our studio that would surely precipitate a lifetime of mortification for those of us who are in any way close to decent. Fortunately, I am not among them. I just want you to remember that there's no amount of personal grief and suffering among you and your loved ones that won't negate the illustrious grandeur that 15 minutes of fame can provide in our culture of empty consumption and tabloid-driven pathos. By the time this show aired, Mary and Robert Hodges were divorced in a highly acrimonious parting. Friends characterized the tragic couple's feelings for each other as bordering on pure hatred. I summarize from the show's full transcript that Mary and Robert each blamed the other for Chris's death and his fictional letter. Here is information from the webpage for the organization The Disciples of Chris Hodges, which grew out of the original Chris Hodges Was Murdered website. Mission Statement, The Disciples of Chris Hodges. Being that Chris Hodges was a sound mind and body was therefore destroyed by the firm in order to prevent him from spreading the gospel truth that the firm has existed for thousands of years and runs all of the organizations, governments, and financial institutions that rule the world, and that the firm had plans to eliminate any and all dissent. Therefore, we believe that the prophet known as Chris Hodges was slain by the firm in order to prevent him from spreading this gospel. We, however, know the truth and know why Chris Hodges was murdered. We will not stand for this, and we will use every power in our ability to prevent the firm from furthering their agenda and eliminating more disciples of the truth and innocent children of the world. In order to do this, we will take the following actions, but are not limited to this list. 1. Reject all claims of the media, politicians, teachers, and parents. They work the firm. 2. Eliminate from usage by all disciples all currency and coinage that carries secret Latin phrases of the firm and various symbols such as the pyramid eye used by the firm in communicating with their operatives. 3. Attack and attempt to eliminate all those entities, whether human, organizational, or support, that assist the firm in its world conquest and domination goals. Nothing in any of Chris's writings or in the memories of those that knew Chris lends any support that Chris thought any of these things. He never wrote about them and no one remembers him talking about them. Chris never mentioned The Firm, The Disciples of Truth, or any of the common conspiracy theories espoused within. Apparently the entire website was a cruel hoax, as no terrorist actions ever taken were claimed by any group associated with the name of Chris Hodges. This is just a small taste of the flood of media items related to Chris Hodges and his mysterious death. I included them in this podcast because I felt it would help the listener be a part of the world that surrounded the Hodges family, Leon High School, and even Tallahassee in the wake of Chris's suicide. It paints a picture of a family, 
high school, and city much like any other family, high school, or city in America, where things are obsessed over, discussed thoroughly, and eventually forgotten. Forgotten as were Joey Buttafuoco, Heidi Fleiss, and Bernard Goetz. Here today, forgotten tomorrow. Just as Chris Hodges will soon be forgotten. I am Jim Stormy Weathers, and you have been listening to the third chapter of All-American, A True Crime Podcast. Miles Quinnell as Brad Dexter. Jared DeAngelis as Glenn Thompson. Jack Quinnell as the ghost of Chris Hodges. Tina Pereira as Tracy. Charles Lasky as Chris Hodges. Charlotte Clymer as Billy Jesse Leonardo. Alisa Landon as Mary Hodges. Carlin Quinnell as Robert K. Hodges. Reginald Mitzmithy is a disciple of Chris Hodges. Kamal Akwi, Tamakazi, and Sean Logue as the Warriors 3. Jared DeAngelis as Jorpal Jehoshaphat. This is Evan Lauderdale as John Frum. Samara Mizrahi as Kenneth Quinnell and co-director. Kenneth Quinnell as Jim Stormy Weathers, writer and director. <laughs>